Welcome to Straight Talk and Retirement. Your no-hype source for financial advice and making informed choices about your retirement planning. Get on the phone to talk today at 314-931-5877 or text your question to 84126. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and JBL Financial Services, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial now, here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, hello, St. Louis, and welcome to Straight Talk on Retirement. You're live and local, St. Louis's favorite financial call-in show. I'm Jeff Lapidus, president of JBL Financial Services. Our office are located in beautiful, hopefully sunny very soon, downtown Olivet, Missouri. I am a 40-year veteran of the financial services area, a fee-based financial planner and wealth manager. And I'm joined this week and every single week by my family, my oldest prodigal daughter, Erin Lapidus, who is a fee-based financial planner and wealth manager, and her husband, my son-in-law, Rob Markham, our life insurance and fixed annuity sales specialist. Good morning. Good morning. We help our clients make smart choices about their money. The way we do that is by designing a game plan, a written step-by-step strategy, a real game plan that has several goals in mind. First is to preserve, protect, and prudently grow the assets our clients have taken their entire lifetimes to accumulate. Second is to deliver a reliable stream of income and the exact amount they need when they need it. And third is cost-effectively addressing their health care needs, like helping individuals enroll in Medicare and choosing the right plan to couple with their Medicare coverage. And then when they're done enjoying their assets during their lifetime, we show them how to pass them on to the people they love, whether it's their spouses or children, grandchildren, churches or charities, whoever it might be, with Uncle Sam or the tax courts taking a big bite out of their money. And as their wealth managers, Aaron and I watch their money every single day to make sure they're staying on track. And that's why they call us the retirement coaches. Uh, Folks, good morning. It's early. Thanks so much for joining us an hour early this morning here on the Big 550 KTRS. We've got two hours of fun. And what's more important is two hours to answer your questions and phone calls. Our phone lines are always open, 314-931-5877 or 84126 from the text line. And as you know, there are lots of different ways that you can keep in touch with us during the week. That's right. Just log on to our website, jblfinancial.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you can click on the Contact Us button. You can request a coaching session, financial, Medicare, or both. Or you're welcome to click on the lower left-hand side of the screen in the pop-up box that appears that says sign up for our monthly newsletter. We call it the Coach's Corner. And let's talk a little bit about our February newsletter. As we're zipping through this month, this is the last week of our February 2024 newsletter, and we've got some great articles there you're certainly going to like. First one being, saving less, you aren't alone. U.S. personal savings rate was 3.8% in October 2023, and that was far below the all-time high during the pandemic, which, when you think about it, kind of makes sense. You were locked in your house, and the government sent you money. Of course, (laughs) savings rate hit an all-time high. 
I'm sure inflation and the end of stimulus checks definitely played a role in these numbers. <laughs> All right. Our next article, how savers and spenders can agree, uh, spoiler alert, by talking through their differences. You know, money habits run deep, and many times they were formed in childhood. Savers tend to be savers tend to hate debt spenders tend to be a little bit more impulsive it's very important to talk through these differences you know for instance what does money represent how comfortable are you with debt what rules if any are you willing to apply to new purchases only by talking through your differences can you agree on a plan and our third article key numbers and tax numbers for 2024 uh been some changes the annual d- gift tax exclusion for 2024 is 18000 up from 17000 last year. The annual limit on traditional and Roth contributions is now 7000 this year, up from 6500 last year. And employees participating in 401k plans can defer up to $23,000 in 2024. That's up from 22500 last year. And our final article is a nice little cheat sheet on Federal Reserve key meeting dates. I know a lot of you like to keep up with what the Fed is doing, and we have a nice cheat sheet in the back of the newsletter highlighting all the key dates throughout the year so you can keep up with all the Fed financial decisions. We call it the Coach's Quarter, and you can access it by logging onto our website, jblfinancial.com. You can click on that pop-up box that appears, or you can go to the newsletter website uh, page on our website and see the last 6 to 12 months archived for you to take a look at. And guess what? Thank you, Ron, for breaking the ice this morning. You have a question. It looks like about memory care. Uh yeah, thank, thanks for taking my call. Uh, really enjoy your show. Um, I'm calling in on behalf of my father. He's 96. Uh, he's in a memory care facility over here in Illinois. Um, we're, gonna, we're approaching Medicaid. Uh, he's going to run out of funds. My question is, he's, he owns a house free and clear. Uh, about 12 years ago, he put myself and my sister on the deed, right of survivorship, uh, do we have to sell the home to before he can qualify for Medicaid? This is a great question, and the answer is no. You do not have to sell the home. Uh, part of the Medicaid spend down allows your father to keep his primary residence, one vehicle, and I think it's about two thousand dollars of cash. Okay, so so Medicaid would not. We were told that they may put a lien on the house to get back some of their money later on is that that's not true i know that it's not true in the state of missouri that they don't come to uh repossess funds dad are you do you know if it's that's true in the state of illinois um generally they don't and i was going to say that uh you should be if not um, if you already haven't uh, been in contact with an elder attorney that can help you with the um, medicaid application um, these folks are experts at filling these things out and get, and really speeding the process for you to get things done. And really an elder attorney would uh, be somebody that would visit with you at no charge. Talk about that okay. situation. So, And there are lots of good ones. And, and frankly, if you don't have one, um, you can always drop us an email um, at, at the contact us if you want to go to the jblfinancial.com website. And we'd be happy to pass on... Um, some names of some very good um, attorneys that we've worked with in the past 
um, that do um, work in Illinois. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Uh, that's a big relief. We're just trying to get some information. And again, you guys are awesome. I, we listen to your show all the time and uh, try to follow your advice. Can't always do it, but uh, thank you so much. Oh, well, we appreciate you tuning in, especially early this morning. Thanks for kicking the show off for us. No breaking the okay. ice. Thank you. And as a reminder, our phone lines are also open, still open, 314-931-5877 or 84-126 from the text line, um, which is wonderful. And again, just as a reminder for any of our new listeners, or especially folks that are catching us an hour early this morning, all of our clients are folks like you. They're our listeners. They're 55 and older. They would like to retire or uh, they're already retired. And what we do is we create a game plan for them that have the goals of creating a fun and financially successful and hopefully um, worry-free retirement. You know, I was going to say that before we get into our regular programming this morning, um, we, we did have a question that was an ancillary on this. I received an email from one of our clients um, last week, and he said, Jeff, my dad is 97 years old and recently had hip surgery and is currently rehabbing um, in Cape Girardeau. Until now, he has been living by himself at his home in um, Portageville, but he doesn't think he'll be able to go back home, and he shouldn't, we think. Um, He's mentioned to sell his home, but naturally it's not that quick or simple, and I'm told that it would be a good idea to have the children be added to a beneficiary deed to keep his house from probate because he, uh, our client has four other siblings. Uh, pretty sure he'll pass before it gets sold, um, is, which un- is unfortunate. Is this a good idea? And if so, what would be the easiest and cheapest way to proceed? Um, and Aaron, I thought you had a really good answer for him on this. Uh, absolutely. So the easiest thing to do would be to head down to the county courthouse. Uh, most counties, I know for a fact, St. Louis County offers a no charge beneficiary deed. And what this will do is it essentially leaves the home to um, whomever or whatever you'd like. So if you happen to be donating to charity, you can actually put your charitable, con- you, you know, your charity down there, or if you're leaving it to children, grandchildren, and what you'll do is fill it out and you hand it right back to the courthouse so they can record it. You keep a copy, and effectively what that does is it will pass the asset on to whomever you've left it to uh, without having to go through probate. Yeah, so really it was um, it was obviously it was fun is that our client uh, reached out to us to ask this question and um, you know a lot of these a lot of these solutions can be very simple um, but having the information I think puts you in a good position to make some very good decisions so in this particular case um, by doing that what they really did was um, they really were able to bypass the probate process um, from our previous caller you know, that we just had when folks are in the spend down situations um, there are occasions that attorneys will make recommendations to have these assets moved um, into trust to really keep them away from potentials not just for probate but also for asset spend down so it's really important to get a seasoned professional a lawyer that you can count on someone who specializes in this to give you some advice in terms of what are the proper steps and the timing to get these things done. Again, these folks are called elder attorneys. 
um, we're obviously happy to help in the steering the ship part in terms of uh, the financial side and getting those assets ready um, in a spend down situation or truthfully um, in an asset protection situation. That's really what it's all about. So um, good question and really good email that we had from one of our clients. Again, our front lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or 84-126 from the text line. And I guess while we're waiting for our calls and texts, which we'd love to get, um, I know that we wanted to start off today's programming with an email that we received from Tom, I believe. Is that correct? It is. And Tom writes us and he says, I've been a listener and I've enjoyed your show for many years. It was very fun to see Aaron join the show. And now, Rob, it has been rewarding. It must be rewarding working with them. I am 66. My wife is 64. I will continue to work until June when I turn 67 and reach normal retirement age for Social Security. We have a current advisor who has helped us for many years. Unfortunately, when it comes to answering questions about Social Security, health care, the order of drawing money from our investments, we are not comfortable with the answers we're getting. We both plan on visiting with you and Aaron soon for a coaching session. What should be our expectations from a coaching session? Before we get to Tom's um, expectations. We have Craig on the line who's got a social security question. Good morning, Greg. Oh, uh, yeah. Good morning. Thank you. I enjoy your show. Just a quick question, please. What can you guys talk about if you should take your social security when you, your full social security? I'm almost to that point now. And some people have suggested I wait until I'm 70 and a half because you, it is going to go up so much more that, you know, I'm 67 now that it, it I could make the the difference, you know, just ride it out for a couple of years and it would be worth it. Uh, but to other people say, well, you lose a lot of income for those two years. You're not taking your – it's kind of a roll of the dice. But just your thoughts on that, please. Thank you. I could make the – Craig, oh, thanks for calling in, Craig. Well, I think there are a couple of component parts that we want to consider when electing Social Security. The first would be um, if you happen to still be working and you don't need the income, you might consider holding off on taking your Social Security benefit because you will allow it to grow that 8% year over year, uh, and you don't have to pay taxes on money that you're not necessarily consuming. However, if you are still working, you're of normal retirement age. Rob, there is no take back, correct? So there's no penalty for taking your Social Security benefit. No take back once you reach normal uh, normal uh, Social Security age. Perfect. So if you potentially maybe had a debt that you'd like to pay off, maybe you'd like to accelerate payments on your mortgage, if you are one of the many who spent your entire working career contributing to retirement accounts, and maybe you are a little after-tax cash poor, we have suggested to some clients that they might take their Social Security benefit a little early in anticipation of retirement so they can build up their after-tax bucket. Uh, But on the other hand, uh, waiting to take your Social Security benefit, as you mentioned, All you're doing is changing the amortization period of what they are paying out to you. So although you do get the increase year over year, you are giving up the cash flow that Social Security would provide to you. And generally, there is about a 12-year break even in waiting to take your Social Security benefit. Yeah, I think this is important. So just let's let's do a numeric example here. Um, Let's say that your normal benefit would have been $2,800 today. 
but at um, at age seventy, it might be let's say thirty three hundred. So that's about five hundred a month, six thousand a year. Um, and let's just assume that we were to buy six thousand a year, and let's just assume that we were to bypass that that money for three years. So if we were taking basically twenty eight hundred a month times twelve months, which I think is somewhere in the area of about thirty three thousand five hundred, we do that over three years. That's about you're basically bypassing approximately a hundred thousand. So how long does it take to recoup that hundred thousand at five hundred dollars a month? It takes a fair not, fair amount of time. We don't know how long you're going to live. So as Aaron was saying, you know. There are a bunch of markers or things that we use in terms of helping make those decisions for folks. And frankly, at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is, A, you know, are you married? If you are, is your spouse's benefit lower? Because we know that a survivor benefit um, for a spouse is going to be the greater of their benefit or your benefit. You know, number two, as you said, is that, you know, are you working? If you're, if you're at your normal retirement age, you can earn as much as you want between then and 70. Um, it's not a big deal for you. And number three is health. Um, what is your health? I mean, are, are you in good health? Do you have the longevity um, with your siblings, um, with your current health? Where, frankly, you can you can roll the dice and go 12 years. I really like to think at the end of the day, when we look at the difference of, let's say, $500 a month, um, 12 years from now, is that going to be significant as compared to taking the money today? Um, in most cases, the answer is no. Um and so I would suggest here is that if you have these other purposes to use the money for, like accumulating it to, to grow your emergency fund or using it to pay down some type of uh, obligation, which will increase, which will net, therefore, increase the value of your inflows because you have less going out. Um, there are really a lot of reasons that you can consider um, taking those benefits today. Um, the last one is, and this it's not really common for everybody, but um, what if your spouse is someone that is is participating in, let's say, the peers program, where um, they really will never be eligible for your benefit because um, they have a benefit that's coming through the state. So lots of different things to consider. Um, really important here is that instead of, I think, um, leaning on the rules of thumb, you really sit down with a with an advisor, someone that can help you, a third party that can look at this and say, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Where does this money really fit in your personal game plan? Because your situation can be very different than your brothers, your sisters, or your parents, or even your friends. Would you agree? Absolutely. That's a great point. It, and we often hear that there are um, generalities made, not about so, just about Social Security benefits, but how much that you need in order to retire. And we find that having a personalized coaching session or sitting down with your current advisor, whatever they call their meetings, is important because your situation is unique. Not everyone needs the million dollars to retire. And for some people, taking their Social Security benefit at reti- normal retirement age is the difference between being able to retire at that point or having to continue to work because for many people, Social Security still makes up a significant portion of their retirement income. But, oh, go ahead, Dad. No, I was going to say, I think this is really great as a dovetail kind of back into um, this email that we have from George because he says, you know, or I'm sorry, from Tom, where he says, hey, I'm ready to We can't get back to Tom because we have Linda on the line. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. Hello. You had a question about social, about uh, IRA taxes? Yes, I have two questions. 
is it true that you cannot put an IRA in a trust? And the second question, did the IRS decrease the RMD penalty to 25% from 50%? The answer to the first question is you cannot put your IRA inside of a trust because it still needs to be attached to your Social Security number because it's an individual retirement account. However, you can make your trust the beneficiary of your IRA. So that means, you know, if when you pass away, the funds would pour into your trust and then be distributed based on what your trust says. So although you can't retitle your IRA in the name of a trust, you can beneficiary it to your trust. And the second question, the answer to your second question is yes, the IRS did decrease the penalty for a missed required minimum distribution from 50% of what you should have taken to 25%. However, if you happen to have missed your required minimum distribution last year, your broker dealer or the bank, whomever you are working with, should be able to assist you in taking your required minimum distribution for last year, this year, you'll fill out a separate form that says, I missed my RMD. I'm so sorry about that, but I've taken it now. Please um, don't assess the penalty against me. And in many cases, the IRS will waive that for you as long as you've done the legwork to get that taken care of before you file your taxes for 2023. And uh, Aaron, you're saying the bank should be able to? Um, we had a, a situation, my husband's in the hospital, uh, and not only that, and that's why it was missed, but um, when I went to the bank, they didn't say, oh, yes, there's a form that we can fill out. They said um, that they couldn't do it. So you should be able to, and if you would like to send an email to us, Aaron at jblfinancial.com, I don't have the tax form number that you will have to submit with the distribution, but why don't you send me an email, like I said, Aaron at jblfinancial.com, or give the office a call, 314-863-0008, and we can help you with the steps of what you need to do in order to take that misdistribution, and I am, I'm not 100% positive, but I'm relatively sure that Due to your circumstances, the IRS would give you a pass um, as long as you complete the steps that we'll go through together. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm so glad I called you, Erin, because I was so worried because we're always wanting to comply with all the rules with the IRS. And I, I was just beyond myself when I realized what had happened. So um, I will do that. And I appreciate your show. I appreciate your intelligence and your research. Oh, thank you, Linda. Well, we appreciate that you are listening. And we're so sorry this happened, but we are more than happy to uh, help you out with that because we've had we've had experiences in the past where we brought new clients on. They may have missed their required minimum distribution. So we've been through this process before, and uh, we'll help you get through it. The IRS doesn't... Uh, they want to. They want to take your tax dollars, so they're going to help you do that. <laughs> well, thank you, and God bless you. Oh, thanks, Linda. You have a great day. You too. Yeah, I was just going to have one other thing here. Is that, um, folks? What everybody that's listening, the custodians of the plans that you have, the places where your IRAs are currently 
<clears throat> excuse me, household that they're required to, and they do um, tell you what the required minimum distribution is for each account um, on your. I think it's, honey, I want to say your January statements. Well, so it's on your, if you are working with a broker dealer, it's generally on your January state, it's on your January statement. However, if you're working with a bank, for example, you have some CDs inside of an IRA at a bank, um, or you have an annuity that is held inside of an IRA, you are going to get a separate form that specifically mentions what your requirement distribution for the year is. So you can find it in a few places. Yeah, and the one thing that we do is, um, you know, most of our clients have all their money with us, so it's kind of easy. But for a few of those that don't, um, we accumulate that outside information. Typically, like you said, it's from banks that folks have CDs that that are over there. And what we're then doing is, um, you know, during the month of basically the end of January, beginning of February, we're accumulating all this information and having visits with our clients to say, hey, this is how much you have to take. Uh, generally, we're also suggesting to them where are the places that they can take it if they're not already taking distributions because if you are taking a distribution from an IRA as a part of your income flow, we get to we get to use that against the total amount um, that you are required by the IRS to take each year. And the beauty here is that you do have some flexibility, right, Rob? You can take it from any account that you want. Absolutely. It's completely up to you. And also the timing is also up to you as, as well. So with many folks, um, if we do find out that they're not taking as much as they need to, then we're having discussions about what are some ways we can mitigate the taxes on what they have to take, maybe by charitable contributions. And then frankly, um, if they do need the money or they want it for other purposes, hey, what's the right timing in making sure that we distribute it at the right time? So um, that's all fun part of having coaching sessions. Yes, it is. And you know what else is fun? Don't touch that dial because I think it's time for our first break of the hour. We'll be back with more Straight Talk on Retirement after these messages. Are you worried about your budget for your new kitchen or bathroom? Call me, Anne-Marie Bogus, the co-host of the Inside Out Show on the Big 550 and owner and designer of Anne-Marie Design Studio. Visit our website, annemariestudio.com, where you can use our budget calculator tool to see a preliminary breakdown for your project. See how we can transform your old drab kitchen or bath into the envy of your neighborhood at Amory Design Studio in Wildwood. Visit our website, amorystudio.com. For 50 years, Masa's has been a local family-owned restaurant known for delicious Italian food the whole family can enjoy. Visit Masa's St. Charles for daily lunch specials and bottomless mimosas during Sunday brunch. And their new banquet room is available for private events. Visit MassesOfCourse.com and click on St. Charles for more information. Masses is proud to support the backstoppers on KTRS. Enjoy dine-in or curbside at one of five area locations. Celebrating 50 years, choose Masses, of course. Got gold? Get green at Jewels on Hampton. Jewels on Hampton pays the most for your precious metals. Jewelry, gems, currency, antiques, and collectibles. Jewels on Hampton buys precious and semi-precious gems and stones, scrap gold, and sterling silver. Jewels on Hampton buys and sells paper money, wristwatches, and pocket watches. They even take pianos and cars. To sum up, bring your gold chains, bracelets, rings, coins, dental gold, and more to Jewels on Hampton. 4506 Hampton Avenue in St. Louis. And get green. Online at 
at JulesOnHampton.com. Hey, it's Heidi, and I feel very lucky to love where I live. And I know Lauren Risley feels the same. And her team at Lauren Risley Realty wants you to experience that same great feeling. One of their mottos at Lauren Risley Realty is love where you live or move. Dream homes are their specialty. Actually, they do a lot of things right because when you buy or sell a home, it's not just a transaction. What the Lauren Risley team does is build relationships, and I've seen that firsthand. So if you have plans to buy, sell, invest, or just have a question about any of it, call Lauren Risley Realty. 314-775-0684. That's 314-775-0684. You can also email Lauren at hello at laurenrisleyrealty.com. When you go and get your car wash, do you really care which car wash you go to? Yes, because not all car washes are created equal. Country Club Car Wash is the local family-owned and family-operated car wash since 1989. All these other ones that are popping up, they're all run by out-of-town hedge funds. Keep it local. Keep it great. Touchless car washes. No brushes. Inside and out. Five area locations. Country Club Car Wash or cccwstl.com. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900-plus patients who have found success with our FDA-approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20-plus pounds in 90 days. Book today, stlmedweightloss.com, or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. Richard West here with Overstock Outlet. As retired law enforcement, we at Overstock Outlet are proud to support backstoppers and first responders. Shop Overstock Outlet, a family-owned business where you'll never know what they'll have. New products arrive daily from the big box stores. Two locations, 8621 Highway N in Lake St. Louis at Lake St. Louis Boulevard and Highway N, and 604 East Boonslick in Warrington in the Old Kroger. Open daily. Check out their Facebook pages, Overstock Outlet Lake St. Louis, Overstock Outlet Warrington, and Overstock Outlet Auctions. And remember, Overstock Outlet, where you never know what we'll have. Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Straight Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Retirement here on the Big 550 KTRS. We're so happy that you joined us this morning. While we were on our break, I thought I'd peruse the 10-day weather forecast. And it looks like you guys are in. You guys are going to have three days worth of weather. They're better than I've had the entire time out here in California. Seventies and eighties. Woohoo! Well, you missed the four inches of snow, sir. <laughs> I thought it was well, like six. It was a lot, and it came down quick. And it was heavy and wet, crunchy. Yeah. And it's gone, right? Now it is, yeah. Yes, but okay, we're still well, in tr- we're still having PTSD over it. Okay, well, you're complaining. Nobody's listening, but the <laughs> 70s and 80s are going to be fun for the next couple of days. So get out there and have a little bit of fun if you can, just like we're having here this morning. Our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or 84-126 from the text line. Do we have any texts that are that are waiting at this moment? No, it's all pretty quiet. I was just going to do a brief little synopsis of our email from Tom. So Tom is uh, getting, he's turning 67 in June, and 
that's when he'd like to retire, when he reaches normal retirement age of Social Security. He has a current advisor, but, you know, unfortunately, when it comes to answering questions about Social Security, health care, the order in which he draws money from his investments, just not entirely comfortable with the answers he was getting. And he plans to come in for a coaching session, and he wants to know what should his expectations be from said coaching session. And I know, well, first of all, we're going to answer all the questions that Tom has um, clearly and concisely, just like we hopefully do for you on the show. What's nice is this is about your information. Um, But to do that, we'll be asking you a lot of questions and asking you to bring a whole bunch of information for us so that we can get a very good overview of your situation, which is really going to help us answer many of those questions. Um, And we do send out two different questionnaires for folks, especially that are um, in Tom's situation where he really does have to think about health care as well as um, his retirement game plan. Right, babe? That's right. So we're going to ask him to bring along not only a financial questionnaire that we send out that just asks a little bit about your personal information, your family, your income, how much you spend every month. Um, And then we're also going to send along if you are getting ready to retire and you need some health care and you've mentioned I want to chat about Medicare, we're going to ask you to fill out a medical questionnaire. Just ask who who are your physicians? What are your prescriptions? Also, maybe what are you paying every month already for your health care so we can give you a good idea. Is that going to stay the same? Is it going to decrease? Um, so you'll so, and then also we'll be able to work that number into your game plan. If the number, if you happen to be working for a large company that covers your health care, and this will be a new expense in retirement, we'll be able to work those expenses back into your financial game plan. And the nice part is, again, you'll be visiting with Aaron and Rob, and certainly what we'll be doing is bringing our Medicare specialist, Frank Ellis, also in, who usually is on our show once every couple of weeks, um, to review that healthcare question and to make sure that we can assist you in making um, smart choices or the smartest choices you can um, about what Medicare plan best suits for you. Um, but that's just the first step, right? That's right. Sec- Go ahead, babe. I'm going to say then what we're going to do is we're going to play This Is Your Life on our electronic whiteboard. Um, And basically what we're going to do is take your numbers. How much are you spending every month? Where are your fixed income sources coming from? Is it Social Security only? Do you happen to have access to a pension? Um, Have you developed a real estate portfolio where you're um, receiving rental income? Uh, Do you plan to work part-time? Do you have a side gig? Whatever the case may be, we're going to use your numbers to determine, are you able to retire? Have you accumulated enough? What is your retirement game plan going to look like for the long term? Are you someone like our first caller where you have some decisions to make about when to take your Social Security benefit right away? Is that something that, you know, if you happen to be one of our younger clients towards the 55 age, how do we bridge that gap from your retirement date to Social Security? Or if you plan to just delay it a little bit, how are we bridging the gap from when you're going to see additional fixed income to how much we're going to have to rely on your portfolio? Or if we're not electing to take Social Security, do we have to make of a difference there between the time you turn full retirement age? I mean, in Tom's case, that won't be an issue, but if it were. 
That's a great point. Exactly. We want to. How do we bridge the gap of income um, until Social Security is turned on? Uh, when do we take Social Security? In Tom's case, for himself, for his wife, she's 64. Is she going to continue to work, or is she looking to retire? Or how soon is she looking to retire after she sees that Tom doesn't have to get up and go to work every morning? The more data uh, statements that you bring in, the more thorough the coaching session will be. That's right. Yeah, and again, at the end of the day, what we're going to do is we're going to concentrate on the science, which is the math, the algebra of retirement, not on the art, the investing side to begin with. And I think what what I have found, and I know that um, my kids here will will verify from their coaching sessions as well, is that there's an incredible level of clarity that every single person gets um, from having one of these coaching sessions because, as as I've coined it, we like to play this is your life. It's going to be up on the board. You're going to be able to see it. And what I think what that also does put you in a position where you can really begin to think through some of the alternatives. So what if I delay Social Security? What if I don't? What if I take that pension as a lump sum versus a cash flow? Do I really need to do that? Um, at least for me, I'm a visual person. And once those numbers are up on the board and you can see them, For many people, it's maybe the first time. For other folks, they're very organized, and what they're doing is getting um, confirmation, and that's what's important, confirmation on your thoughts, and then also put it being in a position where we can begin to fill some of those holes um, that you have in your knowledge gap, which is just great. And then at the end of the coaching session, if we both agree, we'll arrange a second coaching session to provide more detail and additional answers to questions you might have. We're also going to, in many cases, to send you home with some homework, which is let's refine your numbers a little bit more. Um, what is your, your actual spending? Um, are there certain significant events that may happen in the next 12, 24, 36 months that are going to require capital for us to also have available for you? Um, and once we're able to do that and get together, what we really can do is refine this game plan. And the beauty is, is that, you know, we put, again, we put it up on the board and this becomes um, our roadmap for your retirement. It's something that we review every single time to make sure that um, we're staying on track so that you're able to do the things that you really want to do. And then at the end of that session, generally what happens is folks make a decision about um, whether they'd like to become clients or not, or they want to think about it. We're setting up a third coaching session to say, hey, um, is it time for us to work together? And that's really all up to you. We do have a process. Um, It seems to work very well, but the real key component is you're providing the data so that we can do is really create this algebra problem for you that you'll be able to consume and say, you know, this is my life and and it's cool. And everybody's is a little bit different. Um, Their, their marital situation is different. Their, their, the amount of capital they bring is different. Uh, their income flows are different. So every game plan is really specialized and personalized to you. And it's fun. That's a, that's a big part is for us, it's just a fun process, isn't it? It is a fun process because this is what you've worked your entire career to achieve, which is retirement. So we find it to be a fun and exciting opportunity for us to plan out what the next chapter of your life is going to look like. We know that there are a lot of decisions to make in retirement, but there are very few mistakes that you can make. Most of these decisions are going to be shades of gray for you. We're going to be there to say, let's 
let's bypass those potholes, so to speak, so we don't take Social Security while you're still earning income and are forced to be subject to a take back, or we're missing enrollment periods in Medicare, so we're delaying enrollment. We're going to be there to avoid all of those things, but the decisions that you make, we use the best information that we can when we have it, and you know, as people like to say, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But the more information we have, uh, the better decisions that we can make in the moment. Many times, I think they come in with more questions and answers, and at the end of a coaching session, they certainly have more clarity and certainly more answers than when they came in. And that's what our ultimate goal is, at least during our first coaching session, is to get to know each other a little bit better, determine if we're a good fit for one another, and uh, then see how you'd like to keep, as you'd like to say, Dad, moving the ball down the field. Yeah, I think it's great. And, and you know, at, at really, at the, very, at the very end of the day, um, going through a coaching session, the clarity that you receive really puts you in a position to make very good decisions. And actually, having that roadmap, established for you just makes the journey a lot more fun because we know that um, good things happen and not so good things happen um, during life, etc. And so our game plan is really, it isn't static, um, but what it really is, is it's basically a basic guide. I mean, going down, if you can imagine, you know, if we're driving down a country road, um, you're certainly happy if there are, you know, light posts at least once every, you know, 200 feet or 300 feet as compared to them being one mile apart. Um, being able to see the path puts you in a position where you can frankly deal with potholes that come along the way. So it's, it's good to do. And that was a really good, uh, that was a fun email from Tom and I do appreciate that. And, and certainly just, you know, to answer the other question that, or the comment that he put in there, um, it is very rewarding to, uh, to work with, my family members. It's just, you know, it, it, it's wonderful. And the truth is, is that they're better than me, which, which I've said to all of our, all of my clients before you're enjoying me is that they're getting their mother, the smart one. So it's not such a bad deal. Oh, thanks dad. Okay. You're welcome, babe. And you're welcome, Rob. You know, it's obviously great to have you guys here together. And, um, you know, they say two heads is better than one. Well, I have to tell you that four heads is better than two. Or you three know, even. It's at, or better than three, et cetera. Just having this team put together where everybody's looking at this and being able to really get their own perspective is fun. And then certainly at the end of the day, when if folks do decide to give us the privilege of being their advisors, um, there isn't anything more rewarding for us than to be invited on the journey, is there? Certainly not. It's an honor Absolutely. and a privilege. Yes, it is. And we've got one text question before we hit our second break. And our first texter writes, what is the name of the deed that you should attach to the property to avoid probate? That was a beneficiary deed, sir. That's right, a beneficiary deed. You can get it at your county's courthouse, usually at no charge. You can also download them online, but I found that there is a charge with most counties if you want to pull it off the Internet. But if you just walk into the county courthouse, you should be able to um, receive it at no charge, fill it out and uh, have it recorded. Sounds good. Well, with that, if we don't have any other texts, I guess let's take break number two of the hour. And don't touch that dial because we're going to be right back with some more straight talk on retirement right after these messages. The hits are bigger. The breaks faster. The shots harder. When every point counts, this is a performance you have to see live. 
Get a St. Louis Blues Stretch Run Pack and claim your seat at Enterprise Center for all home games March 2nd through the end of the season, plus 2024 playoff purchase priority. Pack highlights include Decades Patch Hat Giveaway Night, six weekend games, and a matchup against Chicago. Get caught up in the rhythm when you purchase a stretch run pack at stlouisblues.com slash tickets. Okay, so you filed your taxes this year, but you know you have past IRS issues. And now the IRS letters are coming. Hi, this is Lance Story with the Lance Story Law Firm. Don't ignore those IRS letters. They're important and give you rights and deadlines to defend yourself. Waiting could cause you to lose those rights. Call the Lance Story Law Firm now and let us help you get ahead of the IRS and defend your rights while you still have time. The Lance Story Law Firm is located here in St. Louis, so take the first step and hire a tax resolution attorney. We've made it super easy to schedule your free consultation in person, or you can do a phone call and save travel time. Remember, Remember, IRS problems are legal problems. So before you send money to some out-of-town, high-pressure salesperson, give us a call at the Landstory Law Firm. Call today at 314-260-6120. That's 314-260-6120. Or go visit LanceDRURYLaw.com. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra for Disney's Encanto in Concert. Experience the heartwarming tale of the extraordinary madrigals come alive on the big screen as your SLSO performs the film's magical Academy Award-winning soundtrack live. March 9th and 10th at Steeple Theater. Tickets on sale now at slso.org. Presentation licensed by Disney Concerts. You're selling your home, and I want to buy it. This is Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I am ready to pay top dollar for your home. No contingencies, no inspections, no monkey business. I buy your home no matter the condition or location, and you walk away with cash. Call me, Mike Robinson, at 314-283-0867, 314-283-0867, or at robangproperties.com. That's R-O-B-A-N-G, properties.com. Cardinal single-game tickets for the 2024 season are on sale now and start at just $6. The schedule is filled with great matchups, including two weekend series with the Cubs, plus weekend matchups with the Dodgers, Red Sox, and more. The promo schedule is packed with fan favorites, too, like jerseys, bobbleheads, player tributes, and so much more. There's something for everyone in the 2024 season. Get your tickets now at cardinals.com. This is Lars Newpar, St. Louis Cardinals for the Lou. Here's a rookie debut you won't want to miss. An all-inclusive experience that's new to Bush Stadium in 2024. The Budweiser 703 Club salutes Albert Pujols' legendary 703 career home run. This new premium club features an open field view of the game, plus a full-service bar and elevated ballpark fare like stone-fired pizza, fresh pasta, a dessert station, a full nacho bar, and more. For tickets or more details, visit cardinals.com slash 703 club. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Dan Lang. Join me every Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 on the Big 550 for Animal Talk, where I talk about everything regarding dogs, cats, and other domestic animals. Topics include nutrition, training, medical checkups, special guests show up now and then, and, of course, I'll answer your questions. So join me every Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 for Animal Talk on the Big 550, KTRS, the Animal Talk of St. Louis. 
Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Straight Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, we're back with our last segment of this hour. We have two hours of Straight Talk on Retirement this morning. It's 8.52 here on the Big 550. Our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or 84126 from the KTRS. Now it's the Straight Talk on Retirement text line. And we've got one more text, and our texter writes, I am considering taking an early retirement offer at work. After my six-month severance package runs out, I will need to begin to receive income from my retirement assets. Could you and Aaron describe the process for planning for cash needs for income with clients? Go for it, babe. Well, the first thing that we're going to do is determine how much are you spending every month. Uh, The easiest way to do that is take your net paycheck and multiply it usually by two because you get paid twice a month. What we're going to want to do is gross that up for taxes because we do want to account for taxation in retirement. When you receive your net paycheck, it's after deductions, after taxes have already been withheld. And for most people, that's what you're living off of, especially if you're able to retire. That means that you're living within your means. So we're going to take that net number. We're going to gross it back up for taxes. Then we're going to start to reduce it by your fixed income sources, Social Security, pension. In our texter's case, we won't use the severance for the long term, but we will use it for that six-month period in which you are going to be able to have your severance. That might uh, change how much we need – that will change how much we need to send you every month for a six-month period. Potentially, we might not need to begin income until after your severance ends. Then we're going to say, what does it look like for the long term in retirement? Once we figure out what your deficit is, which is taking that gross number of what you spend every month, subtracting out those fixed income sources, we're going to multiply that number by 12. That's how much you need on an annual basis. Then we're going to divide that by 4%, and that tells us how much capital you needed to have accumulated in order for us to send you that reliable stream of income because we don't want to go over that prudent rate of withdrawal of about 4%. 4% um, gives us the best opportunity to live off of the interest and the earnings of your capital as opposed to eating away at that principle. The other thing that we're going to do is answer all those other questions that you have, which is if you are Medicare eligible, are we transitioning you to Medicare? Do we have a bridge that we need to fill or that we need to um, fill in order to get you to Medicare? What about your Social Security benefit? Are we waiting six months until your severance ends and then kicking Social Security on, or or are we even kicking that out further, or are we taking it right away? These are all questions that we'll be able to answer for you, usually within the first coaching session, or we'll at least give you a few options that you'll be able to think about um, as you are making some retirement decisions. Very good summary there, babe. Well done. I've got one more text, and our texter writes, I don't have a will, but all my accounts are either TOD or POD. Do I need one? Dad, you want to take this one? Sure. Um, Because a TOD, transfer on death, or POD, another name word for payable on death, um, serve as beneficiary designations for all those accounts, investment accounts, um, individual accounts, um, retirement accounts already have beneficiaries on them. Um, you don't have to worry about things. 
Um, it's your other assets that many folks don't consider. We've been talking about a little bit this morning, your home, which should have a beneficiary deed, which works the same as a TOD, and also your bank accounts, um, because bank accounts generally don't have any type of beneficiary designation. It isn't necessary to put the beneficiaries on the accounts. In fact, you don't want to do that. Yes, um, but having that changing those to a transfer on debt designation will basically pass those on just like a beneficiary designation. As I like to say, the tchotchkes, the stuff that you have at home, they're going to go in and grab it anyway, so I wouldn't worry too much about it unless they are collectibles or certain things that are high value that um, the IRS would be interested in knowing about. Or if you want to leave things specifically to certain family members, your will will allow you to itemize things in terms of, you know, if, you know, you want to leave your engagement ring to a daughter or you want to pass on, um, like you said, Dad, uh, high-value collectibles. We have some clients that uh, like to collect cars or um, even uh, classic toys, things like that. Um, you might want to designate whom those things are left to, and a will will help you do that. Uh, the other two important components of your will are going to be the durable power of attorney and your medical directive. Those are going to help control you know, your end-of-life care and also allow someone to assist in um, maintaining your household if you've been incapacitated but you haven't passed away. Yeah, very good. So, again, those are foundational things, um, legal documents, if you want to call them, um, and, prof- and designations that will really help you. Um, deal with the process of passing things on in the way that you want, um, exactly the time that you want. So having these things organized certainly makes it a lot easier for your beneficiaries. And our next texter writes, what documents do you request to have available for review during a coaching session? And how often do you visit with clients each year? So if we're having a review session with you if you've already become a client. Generally, we have all the documents that we'll want to review, which is we're going to review your account performance. We're going to review any past um, action items that we had from coaching sessions with you in the past. We keep pretty detailed notes on each of our visits, phone calls, and emails, so that way we can stay on track with you. I like saying we're not customer service, so you don't have to repeat your story every time you come to see us. Um But also what we're going to do is we meet with our clients generally four times a year. We have you on a schedule so our office reaches out to you as opposed to you having to reach out to us. However, uh, we do request that we see you at least one time a year, and that way we can ensure that your game plan is still meeting your goals uh, because sometimes those goals change, which means we might need to make adjustments to your game plan. Also, things come up throughout the year. Questions come up. You don't have to wait for us. You can always call, email, come in for a visit whenever things do come up. We just like to we like to be proactive with our clients to make sure that we're seeing them on a regular basis. But as I always like to say, that's a minimum. By no means is that a maximum. And uh, you know what? I think we're about to conclude our first hour of Straight Talk on Retirement. But please stay tuned because when we come back, we'll be talking about Medicare. So don't touch that dial. About smart choices for your money. It's Straight Talk on Retirement on the big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, welcome back to our number two of Straight Talk on Retirement. I'm Jeff Lapidus, the retirement coach. I'm Aaron Lapidus, the retirement coach. And I'm Robert Markham, your life insurance and fixed annuity sales specialist. 
And we're willing, waiting, and wanting to answer your questions, especially about Medicare this hour at 314-931-5877 or 84126 from the text line. So let's just break right into our smart choices about your health care section. Because you care, we talk Medicare. <laughs> it's like the tagline for life now. So let's talk a little bit about Ramon and Sophia. They are both longtime clients with JBL. They are both on Sophia's employer coverage, paying $400 a month for coverage. Last year, Ramon and Sophia asked, when we get on Medicare, how do we know which plan is going to be best for us? Uh, this is a great question, and many people have this when they are um, you know, planning retirement. They see it within a couple of years. What's going to be the best choice for me? Well, everything with Medicare is going to be individualized, which is great. That means that you know, you, most of the time uh, spouses have different health care needs, different physicians, different prescriptions. This way we can really tailor your policy to fit what your needs happen to be. Um, the other important thing to consider is, for in most cases, we can't fully plan what option you're going to elect until we get to the year in which you're going to elect it, because we want to make sure that the numbers are as precise as possible. As many of you hear us talking on the show almost every single week, those Medicare Advantage plan um, benefits change slightly every year. Sometimes they can have significant changes for you personally if you're someone that needs extra dental. Maybe you need a hearing aid. Uh, maybe you have durable medical equipment and we're looking for the plan that best covers that. We want to make sure that we're picking the best plan the year in which you're going to elect. Also, if you decide that the supplement or those uh, Medigap policies are the way you'd like to go, premiums fluctuate from year to year. So we want to make sure that we uh, can pinpoint the correct premium for you. So usually we are sitting down to have very specific conversations with individuals that are getting ready to retire, already retired, about two to three months in advance of electing their Medicare benefits. Um, when Ramon and Sophia came to the office with their medical questionnaire. Um, each of them only had one prescription, uh, and this was, again, much closer to when they had planned to retire. And Ramon said that he heard that they should just go with the traditional Medicare plan and not the free plans that he's heard about. Um, are we better off taking those Medigap supplemental policies versus taking one of the Medicare Advantage plans, which are often referred to as the free policies, not because they don't charge anything, but because there is no monthly premium associated with those plans. So uh, when we took a look at the numbers, Ramon would be paying about $170 a month for a supplement plan G. Those plan Gs are what we would consider the Cadillac of coverage um, in terms of the supplements because they are going to cover the most. They're going to cover everything but that Medicare Part B premium. So that means your first few visits to the doctor, if it's not a primary care doctor for your annual visit, you're going to pay out of pocket till you get to that Medicare Part B deductible, which is around $200 this year. And then the insurance company is going to cover cover all of your Medicare covered services for you, except for your prescriptions. And uh, Sophia, because she's female, uh, her premium is a little bit less. They're both about the same age, but Sophia would be paying about $150 a month for her supplement plan G if they were both to elect the same option. But 
during our conversation with Ramon and Sophia, we found that they haven't had a single medical cost in several years, meaning they've been seeing their primary care doctors for their annual visit, and that's about it. So they'd be paying almost $4,000 in premium alone just to go visit the primary care doctor twice a year, each of them. So I said, you know, why don't we take a look at the alternative, which is a Medicare Advantage plan, where you only pay when you actually consume services. So instead of paying that monthly premium, both of you together every single month, simply to have that primary care visit, or even if you throw a specialist visit in every once in a while, um, what it, what would it what would another alternative be to covering um, your that gap that A and B doesn't cover for you? So taking a look at the Medicare Advantage plans, we know that they offer not only a zero premium plan, but their maximum out-of-pockets are relatively low. If we're looking at an HMO-style plan, that's about $2,800 a year per person, which is the most that you can spend on your medical coverage. Well, going with the traditional Medicare, they were paying almost $4,000 without even going, I mean, without going to anyone. Right. Like that so- was just money out the door right all, right off the top. Right. So the way I like to look at it is if you are spending $4,000 a year on your Medicare premiums for the uh, supplemental plans, we're not going to include the Medicare Part B premium because everyone pays that regardless of what they elect. Um, You're paying about a $2,000 copay just to visit the primary. Or if Ramon and Sophia both see the primary two times in one year, they've paid $4,000 of premium. That was a $1,000 visit. It's pretty expensive. And that really leads into the question that Ramon asked, which is, aren't the copays going to be high because you aren't paying um, the insurance company monthly premiums? And the incredible thing about Medicare is that you already paid in your entire working life. So although it seems inexpensive on the back end, it's probably the most expensive coverage that you will ever own. Medicare Part A and B make up 80% of your medical expenses. You've not only been paying that through Medicare taxes your entire working career, but you're still going to be paying a Medicare Part B premium, which is about $174 a month. So... If we know that you're only covering 20% of your coverage because Medicare Part A and B are already coming in to pick up 80%, that really brings your liability in terms of co-pays down pretty significantly. Most plans have $0 co-pays to see your primary. That's not just your annual visit. That includes, you know, they call them issue visits because you have an issue. Maybe you have uh, a cold, you think you've come down with the flu, you want to go in to see your primary care doctor, there isn't going to be a charge for you even if it's not a routine visit. If you need to see a specialist, they usually run between $25 and $45 a visit, which is lower than many plans that we see through employers, which can be up $75, $100 for your specialist's visit. The other nice thing is that they create, like we talked about, that top-end protection for you. All of your co-pays, all of your medical expenses, every dollar that you spend during the year is going to go towards that maximum out-of-pocket. If you ever happen to hit it during the year, you stop paying, and the insurance company comes in to pick up the rest of your liability for everything but your prescriptions. This includes emergency care, surgical um, procedures, labs, x-rays, additional testing. Anything that you do that's medically related is going to go towards that maximum out of pocket. 
And the really interesting thing is we know that uh, on average, at least in Missouri and Illinois, people are hitting their maximum out of pockets one time every seven years. And that's even true with the maximum out of pockets being relatively low in the $3,000 a year range. People still aren't hitting that. And that tells me that just because you have an issue or you have uh, something that needs to be dealt with, like a knee replacement, a hip replacement, that doesn't mean you're going to hit your maximum out of pocket because you're only covering, with the help of the insurance company, 20% of those expenses. Every year can't be the worst year of your uh health life that is a very good point we want to look at your health over a 20 or 30 year period because that's how long you're projected to be on medicare which means of course we want to protect against the worst case scenario but that's what that top end protection on the maximum out of pocket does for you there are a lot of other components that people don't consider as part of their medical expenses or just their out-of-pocket expenses in retirement these medicare advantage plans are going to offer things that the supplements don't. Silver sneakers, which is that gym membership. Fitness allowance. One of the policies Aetna offers a fitness allowance of $1,200 a year to put towards any fitness-related equipment, uh, shoes, uh, service um Subscriptions, like if you um, maybe you have signed up for an online fitness subscription, you know, with uh, videos or with personal training from afar, or even if you have a personal trainer at the gym, they're going to help up to $1,200 a year um, cover those expenses for you. Hearing aids, eyeglasses. Great point. Over-the-counter benefits. That's right. Hearing aids, eyeglasses, over-the-counter benefit. Now, each of these plans is going to cover these benefits slightly differently. Some of them have benefits. Some of them have drawbacks. For example, Aetna with the $1,200 fitness allowance everybody loves with the $3,250 worth of dental is some of the highest in the area. But the over-the-counter... How much for dental? $3,250. Wow. But the over-the-counter benefit isn't as good. People aren't in love with it. They think that the United Healthcare benefit offers a little bit more variety in terms of what you can purchase, even if the dollar amount isn't as much. So there are some things that we'll consider during our coaching session with you, and that's why we have you fill out a medical questionnaire in advance that asks for the most important things, which are who are your physicians, what are your prescriptions, and we also have a little note at the bottom which says, tell us anything else that is coming up that you'd like us to know about your health or that you're particularly interested in, and then we can really tailor the policy to fit your needs as opposed to you just having to pick a plan. Well, in many cases, the max out-of-pocket, like you said, is just shy of three thousand dollars but that premium for the uh for the supplement is two so you know you're you really have to have to really put eyes on that and how often do you really think you're going to hit your max out of pocket right and if we add in everything that um these insurance companies are going to uh provide to you at no extra cost some people are actually taking money from the insurance company even in the years that they're hitting their maximum out of pocket because if you add up all of these benefits, in many cases, they total more than $2,800. For example, if you spend the full $3,000 on dental, it doesn't matter if you hit your maximum out of pocket because Aetna already gave you three grand. Yeah, I mean, none of these benefits in and of themselves are a reason to choose a supplement plan. But um, they certainly help make that case. I mean, when you start adding up, like you said, the dental, the over-the-counter, the silver sneakers, the fitness allowance, 
I mean, you start adding all that up, it, it's pretty substantial. Absolutely. Uh, the only thing I was going to add is here is I think, uh, again, something that folks should realize is that if you and your spouse are, are, are getting coverage, um, you don't have to be with the same companies. I know that in our case, um, your mom is head over heels now because she's like, guess what? I can go and join Lifetime Fitness again because I'm with the United. And my thing is, woohoo, I can get golf balls back because I'm going with that now. So it really, we're able to really create plans that fit our, not only just needs, but our usage and how we see using these plans um, very effectively. And we've been doing that for, I don't know, but honey, how long? 12, 13 years where uh, we've helped thousands of our listeners um, to engage in enroll in those plans. And we're doing that every single year. So it's fun. And it looks like we have our first Medicare phone call of the day. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. How are you? Great. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. Thank you for being there. Um, my question is, I received an inheritance last year, which is going to take me well over that $101,000 for, you know, when your Medicare goes up. Yes. Um, my question is, how many years is it going to go up for? Is it just that one year I have to pay the extra premium? That is correct. Or is it like forever? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, luckily, it is not forever. So Medicare Part B has a two-year look back on your income, which means, uh, Kathy, if you receive this inheritance in 2023, your Medicare Part B premium is not actually going to increase until 2025. And then it will only last one year because when they look back at twenty, when they look back at twenty twenty four for twenty twenty six, you won't have that same income any longer. Yeah, let's qualify that a little bit though, because if you inherited, let's say, a home or a piece of property, um, and you don't sell it, uh, there is no income. Again, what we're looking at is is earned is really is is income purposes and inheritances. Taxable are, income, yes. Right, inheritances are, are generally tax free, unless they're IRA assets. So if you got a CD from mom or, or mom or dad or whoever it might be, or some other investments, um, you're good to go. You're not going to have an increase necessarily in your Medicare Part B premium. Okay, Thank that's you. good to know. So they don't average it. For those two years, like you were saying, it's just year per year. That's exactly right. So it's going to be a two-year look back. So that means um, if you inherited taxable assets, so for example, if you inherited an IRA and you've taken a large, you had to take a large distribution from it, or you know you sold a home with a large taxable gain potentially, which you know in most cases, like my dad said, it's not going to happen immediately. Um, they're looking at uh, taxable income, so just receiving the inheritance might not have pushed you into the higher income bracket, but uh, it's only going to happen for one year, two years after that um, transaction occurred. Okay. Thank you so much. I feel so much better now. Oh, 
Good. We're glad to help. And I think that answers one of our text questions, which is, does everyone pay the same price for Medicare Part B, or is it based on what your salary was? So um, before I have Rob go through what the Medicare Part B increases are, um, there is a difference between uh, Kathy's inheritance and income. So, for example, if you retire and you are a high-income earner, but your income is going to drop significantly in retirement, you can file an appeal with Medicare that says, I'm no longer going to be earning this salary. I've retired. I'm going to be earning X because with Social Security and distributions from your retirement account, maybe you'll be able to stay underneath the Medicare Part B threshold. Um, You can appeal to Medicare to say that's not my income any longer, and they will reduce your premium. Uh, Long-term capital gain sales, short-term capital gain sales, inheritances that would carry um, taxable income to you. Maybe you inherited a non-qualified annuity or you've had to take distributions from a retirement account that are pushing you into a higher bracket. Um, The sale of a second property that would be could be long or short-term capital gains. None of those are going to be appealable because the government says, well, you have the money because you received it versus you're no longer going to be receiving the same income from salary. So if you're working with a specialist, you might want to chat with them about is your income appealable with Medicare so you can reduce your Medicare Part B premium. And uh, Rob, why don't you tell us what those income adjustments are? For individuals, for individuals, it's a hundred and three thousand dollars or less, and that you would pay the one seventy four seventy. If you make more than a hundred and three thousand dollars to a hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars, it would go up to two forty four. And this is for an individual, so married filing jointly is going to be, be slightly different. Would married, uh, I will go through those two real quick. Uh, a married filing jointly would be two hundred and six thousand dollars. You'd still pay the uh, one seventy four seventy. And if you are making more than uh, 206 up to 258,000 married filing jointly, it would go up to 244.60 a month for your Medicare pay. And it goes all the way up if you make uh, if you're file if you're joint married filing jointly up to 750 thousand dollars. At that point, you'd pay almost 600 dollars a month for Medicare. And Part if B. you're, if you're so- be right, that's what I say. If you're someone like uh, myself and you need to look at the numbers in order to internalize them, you can easily um, Google this or, you know, web browse search it, whichever one you happen to use. Medicare Part B income adjustment, it's going to give you a nice graph that uh, Rob's got in front of him so he can read off to you what those income adjustments are. Uh, But this is information that's easily accessible. You do want to make sure that you are looking at the 2024 as opposed to 2023. They were just released relatively recently. So that'll give you the new income adjustments because uh, those dollar amounts on your income do revise on an annual basis uh, based on inflation. And we've got a Medicare-related text. And our texter writes, would the fit would fitness equipment repair qualify for Aetna's fitness allowance? You know, you know what? I would try it and Submit let them the right, let them deny you and then just go out and buy something new. Yeah, that's a great point. Unless, of course, the repair is going to cost quite a bit of money and you were unsure if you would want to pay for it without the uh, – Without the fitness allowance, we did run into that comment last week, right. which is a good point. But because the fitness allowance is relatively new, we did outline quite a bit of the things that you are able to purchase. I didn't see repairs specifically listed. However, 
there's no reason not to try it out because uh, you've got the twelve hundred dollars. Uh, if you don't use it in the year, then you don't get to carry it over, even if you stay with the same policy. So, um, do what you can to try to take that money from the insurance company. And our next text writes: What is the lowest Medicare supplement charge that the government bestows? Thank you. Oh, the lowest Medicare Part B premium is one hundred and seventy-four seventy. Is that right? That is correct. One hundred and seventy-four seventy is the Medicare Part B premium. If you're looking at a Medicare supplement, those are not offered directly through the government. You have to go to a private insurance carrier. The premiums are going to fluctuate in a couple of ways. One, how much coverage are you looking for? The supplements are lettered A through L, and they all have different benefits therein. This is something that you can also take a look at on the Medicare.gov website. If you look up the supplemental policies on Medicare.gov, They're going to show you with a little uh, graph what each of the lettered policies cover. Regardless of which company you elect to have your benefits through on the supplement side, they are federally standardized, which means uh, supplement A is going to be identical with Anthem, with United, with Aetna, with Mutual of Omaha, uh, Plan G the same way. So you'll be able to see the benefits that are covered just like every other type of insurance, the more coverage you elect, the larger the premium will be. The premium's also going to be based on where you live, your age, and your sex. Okay. And our last extra rights. It doesn't seem like you talk about mutual of Omaha supplement that often. We really don't discuss the individual um, supplemental companies very often, and the reason for that is... They are all identical. We're simply looking at premium. Um, Over the course of my career, I can say when I started uh, about 12 years ago, I almost exclusively sold the Mutual of Omaha supplement. They're an excellent company. However, over the last decade, they've become one of the more expensive companies to purchase your supplement through. If everything is standardized, if you are looking at an A-plus rated company, which Aetna, United, Anthem, they are all some of the largest carriers in the country, even in the world, um, they're going to be the same for you. The reason that we started to lean towards the Anthem supplement is because it's one of the only supplement companies that will also offer you silver sneakers at no extra charge. So we always like to maximize our clients' premium. And if, you know, the supplement is what they've chosen, adding silver sneakers can potentially help reduce their costs somewhere else. You know, I was able to uh, connect with my dad this week, and one of the things he reminded me of was vis-a-vis Medicare. If you're on a supplement, you know, you join a supplement at, say, 65 or 66, that price is going up. Every like, single year. At You know, your supplement cost at 70 is going to look a lot different at 65 or 66, and as you go through your 70s, it's going to go up even more. So that's definitely something people need to consider when, you know, considering an advantage plan or a, a supplement. That's a great point. The Another interesting fact, since we are here in Missouri, unfortunately for our Illinois listeners, this doesn't apply. Um, if you happen to be using a supplement every year on the anniversary date of your supplement, Missouri law allows you to switch supplemental companies without going through medical underwriting. So, for example, if you started out even with me on Mutual of Omaha 10 years ago and you're like, oh, my gosh, this premium is high, can you find me another 
Plan G. So you're going to have to switch to the same plan that you have with a different carrier. We could potentially reduce your premium but maintain the exact same benefits just by switching your company. It's called the anniversary date rule. Many states have it. Missouri does. Unfortunately, Illinois does not. So that's another way to try to help contain premium costs over time if you are not interested or unable to elect one of those Medicare Advantage plans, which is the ultimate premium saver. And uh, the last comment we had, and I thought this was a great one. If you happen to be using the Aetna policies, you have that fitness allowance, you can purchase a national park pass. It's called the America the Beautiful Pass, um, and they will reimburse you for that. So if you want to take a hike, a kayak, a trip into one of our national parks, they will pay for the pass. Go see Mount Rushmore. You know that that's just that that's a fan, that's a fantastic benefit, almost as much as getting reimbursed like greens fees benefits. So I love that. That's right. You could be reimbursed for greens fees, but you cannot be reimbursed for country club memberships. So there is a difference there. You will have to break it out on your um, receipt if. Uh, you are someone that maybe is a member of a country club, but you have um, a fee associated with the actual fitness component, which would be the greens fee. I don't know if they'll do cart fees, though, so you want to think about that. Well, I guess this is all going to be an experimentation phase, right? Uh, that's right. We're going to try to keep track and in contact with all of our clients that are using this benefit to see what they were able to get through, what didn't get through. And as time goes on, I'm sure Aetna will make its benefit much clearer for everyone and will also be able to make it much clearer for you simply based on um, on usage. And I think since we're right at you know just over 9.30, let's take our first break of the hour. When we get back, we have a few text questions to get to. So don't touch that dial. We'll be back with more Straight Talk on Retirement after these messages. When it comes to your home, one quick way to make a really big difference is by changing your front door. Dalco Home Remodeling. Custom makes their doors, and they do it here in Missouri. Dalco also does windows, energy-saving vinyl replacement windows. But what I like the most about Dalco Home Remodeling is that the team is customer-focused, meaning they really care about who they're working with, and they want you to be happy when they're finished. I think it's one of the many reasons they're celebrating 50 years in business this year. But back to the doors. They can do sliding doors, front doors, French doors, you get the idea. And they can be painted or stained to match any decor. So if you're looking to make a change this year, call Dalco Home Remodeling and make an appointment, 314-298-7300. You can also check them out online at DalcoHomeRemodeling.com. As they've always said, if you buy somewhere else and find out how much you could have saved at Dalco, you'll blow your stack. It's the only boat show in St. Louis this year. The St. Charles Boat Show. Thursday, February 29th through Sunday, March 3rd. With recreational boats, boating accessories, and big winter savings on all brands of new 2024 personal watercraft, tritunes, runabouts, high-performance boats, luxury yachts, and more. Register for a free $1,000 gas giveaway at the show. The Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealer St. Charles Boat Show. February 29th through March 3rd. This is Jeff Lapidus, the retirement coach. Wouldn't it be great to have a game plan, a real strategy, so that no matter what was going on in the stock market, the economy, or the world, that you could be confident about your retirement? Wouldn't that be great? If you're within five years of retirement, 
Call me today at 314-863-0008. That's 314-863-0008. Or send me an email, jeff at jblfinancial.com to arrange your free coaching session. Let's get started on your retirement game plan today. Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Straight Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Retirement. Thanks for joining us this morning. If you tuned in at our 9 o'clock hour, unfortunately, you're only going to get about an hour of us today because of Mizzou basketball, but we'll be back to our normal time next week. We do have a couple of text questions still on deck, uh, so let's get to those. And our first texter writes, because of high fees and very limited options, I am considering opening a Roth IRA outside of a work-sponsored plan. I'm 57 now. If I do that, am I still subject to the five-year wait for those funds to be available? What happens when I retire? Did those accounts merge? Well, yes, you the five-year wait will be in effect for those new funds. It will be in effect. However, it's going to start. So let's say that you open up that individual Roth IRA account and you request an in-service distribution of your Roth funds into your newly created Roth account. The five-year rule is going to start this year in 2024. So that means you'll only have to wait five years from this date. When you do officially retire, if you have added more funds to your Roth account through your employer, you'll be able to complete a rollover at retirement once you're no longer employed, and you can add funds to the already created Roth account. The five years does not start over again. So in your particular case, the funds would be available to you at no taxes at 62 years old. One way that we have many clients avoid part of the five-year wait is at your retirement, if you decide that you want to take some cash home, maybe you have some things to pay off, uh, you're buying a new car, or you want a little extra after-tax cash, you can request during the rollover that part of your 401k Roth funds are sent directly to you. There won't be any taxes in that uh, distribution as long as you're over the age of 59 and a half when you actually complete that rollover. So you can do more than one thing with your money, meaning let's say you've got $100,000 in your 401k Roth when you retire. You can say, send me $10,000 of that Roth money and send the $90,000 balance to my Roth account. All right. Perfect. Uh, Excellent. Let's move on. Um, all right. So we've got another text question, but it's a little bit jumbled. So um, if you want to hit our next te- one of our other text questions for a quick moment, I'll we'll try to get through this. And our texter writes, what is the difference between inheriting a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA? This is a great question. What's the main difference? Taxation. <laughs> That's right. The Roth assets aren't going to be taxable to you, whereas the traditional IRA assets are going to be taxable. However, they are both subject to that 10-year distribution, right? You have 10 years to empty that out. Now, on the Roth side of it, you won't pay any taxes, so you could do it all at once or in however configuration you'd like with the caveat that it has to all be out of there on the 10th year. Um, also, if the person 
you're inheriting it from was already on an RMD schedule, guess what? You've inherited that too. So that's something to consider as well. So whatever they're taking, that's your floor. Bullshit. Excuse me, Dad. <laughs> I think that I don't think he was referring. I don't think he was talking to That's us. Great. That is a violation of SEC rules. Well, I, I'm sorry. You know, you, you, <laughs> I'm watching your mother take the. We we just got a new puppy, so I'm watching by your mother take the dog out. It's like, hello, whatever. Well, sorry goodness. about that. No, that's, that's all right. You know, at, le- really at least you woke up. You're really shaking Rob's confidence. My goodness. <laughs> that, that, right in the middle of an important plot point, and uh, you know, in comes Big Daddy. There you go. Exactly. But uh, Rob, that was that was very good before my you know before my comment there. That's all I could tell you. I thought you were watching some reruns of the Steelers. <laughs> it was third and twelve. You're gonna have to pay the they're gonna have to pay the fine Kate to your us is about to have. <laughs> uh, I, I think the, I think that the word that I uttered is not one that's really a, a negative. It's not a positive word. But I don't it know. You hyped up. No you hyped up the whole crew in here, so I think you might be wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, why don't we head on over to an email that we received from John this morning? Absolutely. And John writes, I am 64. I want to retire later this year when I turn 65. Of course, I will be calling you and Aaron for a coaching session to discuss health care options and creating an income stream to replace my current paycheck. Sounds like this gentleman might be a listener. Mm-hmm. I have assets in a moderate mix of 60% stock and 40% bond mutual funds in my 401k. Everything I read says says the economy is going into recession and this presidential election scares me. Uh, you're not the only one. <laughs> should I become more conservative should I become more of a conservative investor now? How are you advising your clients? Well, uh first of all, you're in a moderate asset mix, which is fine. So I, I certainly wouldn't run for the hills at this point because if we're working together, we're going to put you right back in there. Um, the pe- presidential election is certainly going to be something that is going to be interesting, I hope, to watch. Um, at the same time, um, there are always uncertainties in the market. Uh, are we going into a recession? It sure doesn't seem like it at this particular moment. Um, the jobs numbers, the production numbers all seem to be in going up, which is why the Federal Reserve hasn't begun to lower interest rates as a way to uh, give the economy a little bit of a boost. Um, I would also say that, you know, again, the reason that we're looking at trying to keep you in a mix that's at least, I would say, moderately conservative 60-40 and, and frankly, maybe more towards the 70-30 side is because what we're going to try to do is to look to to create, and again, we're going to call this a target, which is an 8% return each year. The reason being is that if you take 8%, you subtract off 20%, which is approximately 1% for taxes, take into account inflation being at 3%. What that should do is is basically match what we call the prudent withdrawal rate, which is 4% per year. So why don't you talk about how we get the process started? Well, step number one, you're going to call or email us to arrange for your coaching session. 
That's right. You give the office a call, 314-863-0008. And Kelly, our office manager, will answer. Or if you call over the weekend, she'll give you a call back on Monday to find the best day and time that fits your schedule. Or you're always welcome to click that Contact Us button on the website, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And she's going to send you out a financial and investor profile. You're going to fill that out and get it back to us. Then we're going to compare your withdrawal needs with your withdrawal rate. And after that, we're then going to make sure that we have at least six six months of cash flow set aside. We call that your vault, your emergency fund. And what we're going to do is um, create an investment model and process that will automatically rebalance your portfolio at least every six months. And we do that as a way to capture gains, but also to create cash as necessary for income needs or for certain capital withdrawals. So I think the best way to illustrate this is to talk about a current coaching session, Aaron, that you and uh, Rob had with John and Judy. That's right. So when we sat down with John and Judy, we determined that their after-tax income need is about $6,000 a month. So once we scale that up for taxes, we have a pre-tax need of $7,200 a month. That's right. We increased their 6000 by 20%. That accounts for 15% federal taxes and 5% of state. However, we know that they're probably going to be closer to the 12% bracket, so this is creating a little bit of a buffer in their income, um, which we found is really not only a buffer to protect against inflation, but it also can be a little bit of a buffer um, for those extra expenses that we may not have immediately um immediately accounted for we know that social securities combined social security when those faucets are turned on are going to be forty two hundred dollars a month that's right a quick answer to a text question because we may have gotten a little bit technical on the front end when we are talking about mixes a 60 40 mix we're discussing 60 percent equities so that would usually be considered stocks so that would be a market and then 40 percent of fixed income so that's usually bonds and cash. Uh, how we invest in specific sectors of the economy is going to be a little bit different. However, the overall percentage is about 60 to 70 percent equities, 30 to 40 percent bonds and cash. So once we turn on those Social Security, we're left with a shortage of about $3,000 a month or $36,000 for the year. That's right. So when we take the 7200 we subtract out both John and Judy's uh, Social Security benefits. We get about, that's $4,200 a month, leaving us with a need of 3000 or $36,000 a year. So if we divide that number by 4%, which we would consider that prudent rate of withdrawal, living off the interest and the earnings of your capital without depleting um, the principal, we would need about $900,000 in order to do that. And we like to and we like to call that the milk money. That's right. Fortunately, um, John and Judy have 1.2 million in retirement assets and approximately 80,000 in after-tax savings, which means that their withdrawal rate based on those assets. And again, we're really talking about um, the retirement plan assets, not necessarily the vault, is about three percent. So we they're well within the four percent withdrawal uh, quarter. So we call them. Rock stars. You know, it, it occurred to me that everyone feels, uh, and I've heard this so many times in coaching sessions, that you know, clients feel that they need to become more conservative in retirement. Sure. But, you know, we're seeing that 
sometimes client could be retired longer than they worked. So, I mean, how do you outrun inflation and, you know, your spending? I mean, how do you keep the asset alive so that you can live off the interest and the dividends? And the other thing that I always like to consider is you spent your entire working career not only contributing, having your employer contribute, but you use the power of the market over a long period of time to get you to retirement. Let's continue to use those same tools to keep you in retirement. I mean, you could be retired for 30 years. That I mean, would that, be that's, great. It's crazy to think about, but if you retire in, say, your early or mid-60s, I mean, it's not unreasonable to think that you'll get on the other side of, say, 85. That's right. You know, so. And as we always like to talk about, um, mortality is not a, ro- a wall that you run into. Every day that you are here, you are more likely to be here the next day. So that means your mortality keeps pushing out. The, the older you get, the higher your mortality becomes. So it's not as if once you get to your 80s, you're living on borrowed time or anything like that. Getting more conservative in retirement isn't necessarily the answer. That's right. And we found, um, I'll I'll let you jump in in a second, Dad. We found that the most important factor in maintaining your retirement assets over a long period of time is your withdrawal rate. This is why we spend our first coaching session focused on the science, as my dad likes to say, do your numbers work? Because... There is very little that we can do to outrun an excessive rate of withdrawal. So all the work that we do together, all of our investment work that we do on your behalf if you decide to work with us, still one of the most, if not the most, key factor is your work. How much are you spending every month, and can we keep you within that 4%? Um, You know, honey, I really couldn't couldn't have put that – any better at that point, uh, you know, and that's the beauty of having a game plan because once we put it up on the board and we can see what the algebra really is, um, I think it then puts us in a situation where, and this look, things change. That's we know that they're going to change uh, for folks. Um, whether Johnny calls in the middle of the night, someone gets ill, somebody loses their job, or truly the other stuff. What if somebody gets an inheritance? The real question becomes um, from expenditures that are not being planned for, is this going to tip over the apple cart? I mean, that's just one of the big questions there. And in many cases, um, the answer is no. If we know that we're within a side of proven withdrawal rate, the answer is always going to be no. We're always going to have room. But if we're not, then we have to be very careful because certainly it's easier to reduce spending than it is to increase your capital. So we're trying to take, I guess, as my daughter once aptly put it, we're trying to take hope out of the equation. That's a great point. And you know what we're going to do now? We're going to take our next break. That's right. So don't touch that dial. We'll be back for our last segment of Straight Talk on Retirement right after these messages. Hey, KTRS listeners, Roger Wiginton here at Don Rogers Limited, 6727 West Main in Belleville. Well, all through the month of February during our retirement sale, we're deducting 50% off the regular price of all our remaining beautiful men's and women's apparel and accessories. Nothing is held back. Guys, we have suits $395 for $197.50. We've got sport coats $250 for $125. We've got trousers for $79, now for $39.50. Jeans, $39.50. Gals, we got a great selection of ladies' jeans and pants. So come Come in, take advantage. We're open Tuesday through Saturday, 930 to 4. Park at the door, walk in, get waited on. Don't forget we have our beautiful building for sale on Main Street. Great parking, beautiful apartment above the business. 
big garage, tons of storage. And if you want to put retail in here, if you buy the building, I'll leave it turnkey. I'll leave all the fixtures for you. So don't forget, this is the last push all through February, 50% off the regular price. Come in, take advantage of these great deals. And as always, I thank you so much for listening to my commercial. Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra for Disney's Encanto in Concert. Experience the heartwarming tale of the extraordinary madrigals come alive on the big screen as your SLSO performs the film's magical Academy Award-winning soundtrack live. March 9th and 10th at Steeple Theater. Tickets on sale now at slso.org. Presentation licensed by Disney Concerts. This is Aaron Lapidus, the retirement coach. Wouldn't it be great to have a game plan, a real strategy, so that no matter what was going on in the stock market, the economy, or the world, you could be confident about your retirement? Wouldn't that be great? If you're within five years of retirement, call me today at 314-863-0008. That's 314-863-0008. Or send me an email at Aaron at jblfinancial.com to arrange your free coaching session. Let's get started on your retirement game plan today. Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Straight Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, we're back for our last segment of Straight Talk on Retirement. It's, uh, it's uh, 950 I'm sorry, is that right? 9.50 here on the Big 5.50 KTRS. Our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or 84-126 from the text line. Have have you changed locations? It sounds like you're in an aviary or something. Got the pterodactyls in the background. Well, the problem was I just just didn't like the echo. Oh, so I'm standing outside, but I'll go back in in a moment, no. I promise. No, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, nature. Cool. Uh, do we have any more uh, phone calls or texts? We don't have any more phone calls or texts at the moment, but we have a dozen questions to ask you, Dad. Okay, before, sounds good. Before it's too late. We were talking about mortality, so we thought we would... <laughs> okay, so the answer is no, your mother's not killing me today. <laughs> Until we get off the show. That's and, fair. You have a new puppy to train, so that could only cause. Um, oh my God! You know, it, you know, it's so it's so weird because you would think that like a dog understands that when you put a put a leash on it, it's it knows how to walk, how to use a leash. But they, you know, we're really starting from zero. It's almost like having a little girl at home. <laughs> they, you mean the dog isn't bored knowing how to walk on the leash. <laughs> No, it's like the first she's scared. It's like it's like she's almost being dragged. So you have to say, "Come on, it's okay, it's all right." So teaching the dog how to so teaching how to the dog how to walk on a leash is certainly something that's fun. What's the pup's name? Max. Max. What's a decent name? I suppose. Yeah, it's a you know it's a one syllable one, so it's easy for somebody that gets some timers to not forget. The female Max. Female Max. Exactly. All right, Dad. Go for it. You have a question. For, you have a question. I have for a me, dozen right? questions for you. And these are these are questions you want to ask before it's too late to ask them, right? Before it's too late. Good. Why? Why did you choose your career? Well, I don't want to take all of the 
remaining seven minutes left, but I will tell you that um, it's the Cadillac story. You know, I was, you know, I'm a senior, I'm a senior at, uh, at WashU, gone through business school, as my dad recommended that I do, because I really did want to be Perry Mason. And kind of got to the end where I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if I really want to go to law school for three years and, you know, getting ready to marry your mom, etc. And we're coming home for Thanksgiving to introduce her to my parents and, and the rest of and the rest of the family. They hadn't met her before. And it, you know, we go out to the parking lot. We're at Pittsburgh International Airport. I'm looking for my dad's car. And he usually, you know, his one, whatever you want to call it, uh, his thing was he liked to drive Cadillacs. Obviously in Pittsburgh, you weren't driving Japanese cars. <laughs> so, so we, so we go out to the parking lot and I see, and I'm, again, you have to remember I'm 20 years old at this point. So I look at, I'm looking for this chocolate covered sedan Deville, which is what he had last time. But he stops behind this orange and white Coupe Deville with orange and white plaid cloth interior. So I don't know what your mother was thinking at that point. She wasn't your mother, of course. But I looked at this car and I thought to myself, this is, first of all, I thought, oh, my God, my dad's turned into Superfly. Okay. (laughs) And then the second thing I thought was, this is the most beautiful car I've ever seen. If the old man can have this, I can do this too. And really what it did was it kind of helped me make my decision that um, going into financial services really was the way to go. You know, as a precursor to that, as you, as you know, um, my dad used to take me to work when I was young to his work when, when I was very young and I helped him work. And I just thought what he was doing was very meaningful and seeing having the financial background that I had and understanding how life insurance, which I start off as a life insurance agent would fit really made sense for me. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a caddy and you know what, well, it took me till I was 24 to have my first caddy, so I was kind of happy about that. So I think I know the answer to this question, but I think it's a pretty good follow-up. Who was the most influential person in your life? Well, I would certainly like to say that it was my dad, but I will tell you that somebody that I admired that was influential to me was somebody that you also enjoyed um, and got to know while you were little, which was... Ric Flair? Nature Boy Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, my God, I was right! <laughs> You know, he was the champ. He was probably 10 years older than I was. I loved watching professional wrestling. My dad used to take me when I was younger. And I just love the fact that, I mean, he was in his prime at that point. And I just remember, you know, two things that he said. You know, the one, the most important one I think that ever stuck with me was to be the man, you have to beat the man. And really what it was is that really said, you know, you have to have confidence in yourself and who you are. And you'll be very successful in life. And so that's something that I've kind of carried around with me. And I just thought he was a great showman and um, he was the champ. And you know what? I like being the champ. And I also loved uh, every time he came on TV, he'd run up to me and go, Dad, the champ's on TV when we hear his music, which was 2001 Space Odyssey. And uh, we go and sit and watch his matches. So that was fun. If, Jeff, if you hadn't have gone into the financial services industry where do you suppose you would have you know because you love to give advice so I, I imagine you would have made a great rabbi would you have had <laughs> any interest in that whatsoever funny story 
Funny story, yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that actually that actually is something that I did look at before I, I made the decision to actually even enroll and, and go to business school. But I will tell you that I think that after being in business school, I probably would have been an advertising exec. I would have been somebody who created the jingles. That's always sort of my thing. I, I've always thought of myself as a creative marketing person. And um, you guys are listening to one of the results of one of my brainstorms. So turned out good. All right. Here's another good one. Well, first, we had a, a few comments. Obviously, we have a longtime listener saying an Training a new dog is like babysitting a new grandchild. Just trying to get it in on us, aren't you? <laughs> Thanks. That was I, I didn't write that text, by the way. He's so, got him trained. That's, that's a right. Team, that's a Team Jeff or thing. Woo. Thank you, Team Jeff. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a here's a difficult one, and we only have a few minutes left. What's your biggest life lesson? Um. You know, you got these questions in advance. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I kind of did, but I also wasn't ready to prepare for the ones that you actually would ask me. So I think that I think the biggest life lesson that I that I have learned is that the most valuable thing that you have as a commodity or even as a resource in your life is time. And when you look back and think about all the time that you wasted that you're never going to get back. Um, Use your time most valuably. Um, I think it, it sort of reminds me and takes me back to a story that I related to you, and I think I did to Rob, which was one that I heard while I was driving to downtown Pittsburgh with my dad um, very early in my career. We used to, we used to carpool together because we were in the same office, um, which was the wagon of gold story. And, and that really, and the moral of that story is, is that if you fall the, the, the wagon of gold, eventually a chunk of gold will fall off that wagon. But if you follow the wagon of junk, um, guess what happens? Or and truthfully, that could be in making bad decisions. The only um, thing that falls off the wagon of junk. Junk. <laughs> right. You, you, re, you know, whatever is sort of like whatever you feed your body, whatever goes in is going to come out, you know, et cetera. So. Do good, th- do good things and um, follow the wagon of gold as often as you reasonably can. And I know that Rob was going to ask his dad a couple of these questions as well. I wa- You know, the funny thing is I was, and when I called him, his condo, <laughs> the person above his, his condo, at the, the roof almost caved in because, you know, they, they've got some kind of water leak. So, you know, I was like, well, I'll, I'll have to get up with you and, uh, you know, when – when you don't have Niagara Falls. That's reasonable. And you know what? You'll have to get us up with us next week on Street Talk on Retirement. Have a great Saturday. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and JBL Financial Services, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. 